Hey, Neck Nation. This is Kid James. Chad Paskett. And we're doing an interview today. We're going to mix it up. We're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to title this episode Mindfulness. And uh, I'm great, grateful that you guys are with us, joining us. And uh, Shad Paskett, good good friend of mine. His dad's a, like my brother. Um, he grew up neck. He's Western as they all, they all get, right? Yes, sir. I mean, your dad's Western, bro. I'll tell you that for free. Yeah, that he's uh, he's crazy. Yeah, he is. He's an awesome guy, but uh, he's he's so western that he he tied a badger up in the back of his truck. He did. He caught it underneath the trailer in the neighborhood and yeah, took it for a walk. It doesn't get any more western than that, right? It don't. It don't. So anyway, Shad, he's staying at the ranch with us, and so we figured, you know what, we're gonna get in there and 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 we're gonna record something about mindfulness, and so Neck Nation. Tune in, get ready. You're going to learn something about mindfulness today. So mindfulness, what does it mean to you, Shad? Um, for me, mindfulness is just trying to be aware of the people around you. I mean, there's a lot, especially nowadays, that uh, people really have to go through every single day. I mean, we're exposed to so much information. We're exposed to so many different circumstances. Like we just got through a pandemic yeah. Mindfulness is just being aware of the people that are around you because you never know who's struggling. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I heard something um, not too long ago, and it said, if you treat somebody with kindness, but if you treat them like they're going through the darkest time of their life, 99% of the time you're going to be right. Yep. So that's probably a pretty good rule of thumb to use, you know. And you know what? We go through stuff all the time, and, and I think we – just because of Facebook and Instagram and all our social media feeds, no one puts what they're really going through on there. Yeah, they put the best of the best. They right. put it up for display, and all the hard stuff's packed behind. Yeah, so you assume, right, they're they're just fine, right? And even if yeah. someone asks us, that's why we're doing this. I mean, necks are the worst, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, if you get hurt or and I ask you, you okay, what are you going to say? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Right, that's yeah. how that's how you grew up. You're always good. You could be bleeding exactly. out, and you're good. So you you were telling me something about mindfulness um, with one of the places that you worked at that that really hit home for me, and I think it's good to share it with Neck Nation and that perspective. Yeah. So um, I thought that was super cool. Uh, in the training, they showed us this video, and Chick Fil A actually came out with it. Um, it was all kind of just around mindfulness and. Um, offering the best service to their customers. I mean, you go there and super friendly environment, my pleasure, you know, yeah. kind of stuff. And um, in this video, uh, they have like a guy, he approaches the counter and um, he's ordering food and whatnot. And it, it shows a blip of his life that he's just went through a divorce. And then it shows the person behind the counter. They're taking the order. Their parents just separated. And it, it goes throughout the video showing um, just one life circumstance after another, people eating there at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And it's like just came from uh, a funeral and graduation and those kinds of things. There's good celebrations, bad celebrations. And um, why not treat people the way that they would want to be treated? Why not show them the best experience and give them the best service that you can because you never know what's on the other side. Yeah. You never know what they're going through. Right. 
I think that's such a, a, a good perspective because you can get kind of set in your way, especially when you're working, right? Mm-hmm. When someone comes up and, and is or either ordering something or asking you a question, you just want to get rid of them, yeah. right? <laughs> order, yeah. order up. Exactly. <laughs> okay, get out of here, right? Yeah. Um, I think I think sometimes we just get in set in our ways and we just want to check the box, right? Mm-hmm. And, and move on. But uh, that's a really good perspective because you meet people every day of your life. And I think some of the most important people that we meet that we obviously see every day, the ones that are closest to us, I think we take for granted the most. Oh, and, yeah. and and that's the people between our four walls, you know, and our family. And, and, uh, and, and, and that's a good reminder just to every time, you know, when you're, you've got little brothers and older yeah. sisters and yeah. younger sisters. And I mean, sometimes, you know, you're, you're at each other's throat, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's because you're it's- always around them. Yeah, and it, it, you kind of just, I mean, I don't know. It, it seems like you just kind of forget the boundary. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know you love them, and you care about them. There's so much emotion in whatever circumstance you're in. And then all of a sudden you're just, because you know that you're so free and open with them, that it allows harder sides of you to come out. Yeah. And most of the time it's not the right reaction. Right. Yeah. But it's, so I think that's something to keep in mind. It's easier to treat some stranger on the street with respect or Mm -hmm. to be kind to them. And then you go home and it's like the ones that matter most, the ones we're around the most, we take for granted Mm -hmm. and we're we're ready to pick on them. Right. Yeah. And so I was always telling my boys, my boys used to fight all the time. And I had this story. um, I hired this guy and uh, he's Tongan kid, big, strong Tongan kid. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and he comes to work one day, and my kids just loved him. You know, they were friends, or they, they'd call him uncle and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and they're always friendly with him, and he was really cool. The Tongans are always just so freaking happy, dude. It don't yeah. matter what's going on in their life, dude. They are all good, and they have the best attitudes. Mm-hmm. And so he shows up, and just a real likable guy. He shows up one day. He's a few minutes late, and and my son comes over. He's like, have you seen so-and-so? I'm like, no. He's like, dude, he's all busted up, got a black eye and broken nose and i'm like you serious i'm like who's he squabbling with let's let me go talk to him and i said what's up he's like no nothing i go take your glasses off i go what happened to you man he goes oh no just fought with my brother and i'm like you know and it's and it was it was tough because when you hear the whole backstory his brother came home from the marines and had ptsd and and was struggling mentally with some stuff and, and, and he's trying to help him, give him a yeah. positive outlook and in that help, right, with the brother, because we are so free and so open, they get into a full blown, you know, fist fight. And I'm like, dude, your brother's tough because I know you're tough. And I said, He messed you up pretty good. You need to go get checked. You need to go to the hospital, fix your nose. Ah, oh, it's all right. And I, I made him go. I'm like, No, dude. Like your nose, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's crooked. You need to go get it fixed. So anyways, um, he comes back the next day and I'm like, did you talk to your brother? And he goes, no. I'm like, I'm going to tell you something, man. I said, I'm always on my kids, you know, to be best friends, get each other's back. Right. And, and, and I said, it, you should make sure and make up with your brother. And he goes, oh, I'm going to for sure. And I said, don't put it off. And I don't know why I told him that. But yeah. I did. Long story short, um, he calls me in tears on Saturday. 
And he says, I can't come to work because we're going to work part day Saturday. And Friday night, his brother was walking home from the barn, got hit by a car and, and passed away. And, and I said, did you get a chance to talk to him? And he said, no. And he was just, man, busted up. up. And imagine. Yeah. And, and that killed him. And it was two, two and a half weeks before Christmas. And he, yeah, I mean, it's just, but it's like bananas. It just bad news is it just comes in bunches at certain times. And, and so anyways, I'm like, is there anything I can do? He's like, man, I'm not going to be to work for a while. I got to clear my head and do the funeral and stuff. And so Mm -hmm. we ended up taking him, you know, got together with a couple of friends and took them, made sure their family had a Christmas. And it, it was a real touching, cool experience because when we took it over there, it was me and my boys. And he looked at my boys and he said, and he called them by name and he said, don't fight, man. Tell your, like, love each other. You know what I mean? Really it hits home when it's something that heavy. And, and and the truth is, family's important, man, no matter what, right? But sharing kindness, I look at kindness as one of those things and mindfulness. It's one of those things. Kindness is one of those things, one of those gifts you can give away, but you always get it back, mm-hmm. right? And so, man, we need to give it away to everybody because the one thing this world needs is some light. That is, that one, could not be more accurate. I, it's... I think the the coolest part in that too um, is that's a like a such a great example of how life turns on a dime. Yeah, it completely changes around in a moment. Yeah, it it could be a loved one passing away, or it could be losing your job, something. I and what better way to have someone approach you than to have love and that mindfulness, that compassion and somebody that is just, even though they're completely unaware, they, they show that you matter. Yeah. Show that things are good. They show uh, that light and upliftment. Yeah. Yep. It's needed. Oh, it's so needed. And, and you know what, that's why we're in here sending this message. It's something important, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through. Um, and, and no matter how heavy things seem, you know what? Look outside yourself, right? Oh, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is when we're looking inside of ourselves, we're only focused on ourselves. But when you open up and look outside, it's a lot easier to be aware and be mindful, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and pay attention. So Yeah. And I, I think especially just as we're aware of, like, the way that we say things and when we say them. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, I really appreciate from um, examples that I have in my own life, uh, my fiance's dad, uh, he's a really busy guy. Um, and he's kind of, he's been able to structure his life in a way that he separates church from home. He's really good at uh, compartmentalizing. Right. And uh, kind of just going towards what we were talking about a little earlier is that's, it's so important because the people in your home are the ones that matter most. Yeah. And I feel like life has its way of uh, all of a sudden you're handed some great big project and your focus is just stuck on it. Yeah. You're like, crap, how am how am I going to get this job done? How am I going to make everything happen, fall into place? It just one thing after another. And you come home and you have that stress. Yeah. You come home and you have those worries in it. 
whether you voice that or not, it bleeds out onto everybody else. Yep. And they, they feel that energy. They feel the, the need to uh, deal with this issue that they don't even know what it is. Right. And when you find a way to separate the the work life and the family life and the social life, it at least from what I've seen, life is so much happier. Yeah. And things go so much more smoothly, not in the sense of everything just works out, but because you have that happiness, that light in your life, everything it it's like your problems don't carry the same weight that they would have. Yeah. And I think especially keeping that weight out of the house is so important. Yeah. And it's hard to do. There was a time in my life when we would be on vacation and I'd be answering the phone and my kids, they knew. I'd, oh, yeah. I'd snap my fingers and they were quiet. Right. And then I'd hang up and then be back at it. And, and now when we go, when we're on vacation, bro, you better call 911 cause I ain't answering. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I have learned to, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be problems when I leave town. Mm-hmm. Something's going to get messed up. And always. so, yeah. So just let it get messed up. What am I going to do about it while I'm out of town? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Right. Just let it get real good and messed up. And then when I get back, we'll figure it out. Exactly. And, and I had to learn that the hard way. It's tough. But you know what I noticed is the kids really appreciate the small things and, and they notice and they're aware and they're yeah. pretty mindful, more mindful than I'd like sometimes. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and they see that, hey, you know, dad's taking time or so-and-so's taking time. When you give up time, man, it's precious. Mm-hmm. But when you are, when you be where you are or you're there, like mentally, physically, emotionally, you're not distracted. And and that's the biggest thing. There's so many distractions. Oh, yeah. And some of them are minor and some of them are major. And it's like easy to get distracted. But a lot of the time, you know, I look back when I was on vacation physically but maybe mentally I was somewhere else trying to yeah. close a deal or do something. And I end up majoring in minor things and dude, I don't want my major to be minor. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a good point. That's really good because there's a lot of distractions, a lot of noise. Tons. And I, I, I like what you said too, um, because I, I know for a fact, um, those moments, especially where they recognize like, Hey, this is a time that dad could be crushing out calls, doing his thing, making everything else happen on the work front, yeah. but he's here. Right. And he, it, that's one of the things that I, I really appreciate about uh, my fiance's father is that he is, he's incredible at that. Yeah. Everything at, at work, it could be melting down and he's like, all right, well, we're here playing a uh, pickleball or whatever, you know? Right. And it, he doesn't let it change his mood and change where he is. Yeah. Um, I, re- I remember times growing up, uh, my dad would come home. He'd 12 hour day, just worked his brains out and exhausted. Yeah. You can see it on his countenance. You just, even if he puts on a, a brave face, you could tell he was just exhausted. Yeah. And the, the memories that I cherish the most and that I feel like, um, were really helpful in my perspective of how I want to be a father in the future is even though he was exhausted, he could have sat on the couch, could watch TV, could have went to sleep, whatever he wanted to do. He could have checked out. Yeah. Could have yeah. checked out, but we went out back and we tossed the ball. Yeah. And we 
went out and we talked about the dirt bike. We went and rode dirt bikes. We did the things that I asked to do because I was so excited to see him and he yeah. did that. Yeah. And he, even though he had just worked the day of all days, he was willing to sacrifice for, for me in that, um, what you could call a, a really uphill battle. Yeah. Because, I mean, especially when you get exhausted. Yeah. We all, we all know it's it's tough to want to keep going. So. Yeah. And your dad, he grinds. He's a hard worker, man. He's How many acres is he running on the farm? Uh, he's got 3,200 acres and about 1,700 planted. So. Wow. He's a. See, he, he grinds. He's a handful. It's, yeah. It's him and two other people out there. Yeah. He, him and his wife and two kids, and they're just on the grind so yeah dude your dad's neck is heck man he'll get after it but he he does he sees when it's important and that's that's a great example we always need to do that so um chad thanks for thanks for being here man and i appreciate it but i yeah i i like your perspective on that that's really good and so you're you're engaged to be married yeah uh here in august we're, we're planning so so you got bro you're gonna figure all this awareness and mindfulness out real quick and in a hurry oh yeah right i'm I'm trying to as fast as i can it's (laughs) it's a lot to take in so yeah well congratulations and that's awesome and uh, i've got one question for you before we end and that is you know neck roots is all about our roots right and remembering our roots why do you think it's important to you um there's no right or wrong answer but why do you think it's important to remember your roots that's a that's a good question. Um, for me, I I think it's uh, one of the ways that I like to look at it is the the term of the the path of life that we're yeah. on. Um, as we go down this path of life, there's staircases, there's mountains, there's valleys, there's all kinds of different things that we have to climb and overcome, or um, sink down into and regardless of what you were born into or where you came from what it is that you had to deal with uh especially with a lot of the issues that have been going on um those are the things that really build you those are the things that make you who you are and show you who you want to become and i think a lot of it um as those uh experiences build you you have uh, the good and the bad you really see okay this is exactly what it is and just like with my dad you know, this is something that i want to implement into my life because of how important it was to me yeah and then you see the other side of i want nothing to do with that right. that's the opposite direction i want to go right and if it weren't for those experiences you wouldn't be you right you're so absolutely if, right. If you forget those things, if you forget you, you're just going to be wandering. And yep. so it's so important to know who you are and where you came from, and especially those that came before you. Yeah, so. yep. those are our roots too, our mm-hmm. ancestors. Okay, I love it. Neck Nation, thanks for joining us. Make sure and click the like button, subscribe, um, go to the website, and uh, appreciate your support. We're out. <laughs>